1: And Mike Kapler. You know, uh, Cap, uh, I was emailing somebody the other day, actually sending a message through Facebook, which, by the way, we do invite all of our listeners to friend us up on Facebook. You can find us over there at uh, Facebook.com and search for the names Mike Kapler or Joel Brizicki and uh, I was uh, one of my Facebook friends sending a message the other day, and he's never heard he's he's seen how my name is spelled but he's never heard how it's pronounced and so uh, one thing that i said is if you want to know how it's pronounced just go on over there to graceroots.org and listen to one of our programs and you'll you'll get to hear my name and your name too cat pronounced by a rock star <laughs> former uh, christian artist amy walter uh, doing our intro and outro for our growing in grace program but yeah it's fun uh my name my last name Breezy Key. Some people uh, like to have fun with that, and I do, too. And then your name, Mike Kapler, and that's where you get your nickname, The Cap. And here we are. It's Growing in Grace.
0: Yeah, Amy was with the, the rock band Fighter. They had a couple of successful albums back in the late 80s, early 90s, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, still stay in touch with her. She's on my friends list. <laughs> Maybe yours, too, Joel. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Breeze, you know, we we call him the Breeze Man sometimes. And, and Joel mentioned one time that it's that because his name is is Breeze-A-Key, it's really because he's just full of hot air, mm-hmm. and uh, so I call him the breeze man.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm just full of hot air. I really don't have anything good to say. <laughs> it's just all hot air. But um, <laughs> oh, no, it's it's
0: good. It's it's just hot air. That's all.
1: <laughs> and uh, oh, uh, we
0: kind of left off last week with moving ahead. We we talked last week about intimacy uh, with the Lord. You know, understanding the kind of relationship that we have with Him, which is a phenomenal thing. And we're gonna kind of uh, transition here a little bit and talk somewhat about communion and you know i'd mentioned last week joel that you know when you think of communion i don't know about you but a lot of churches where i've been you get one of those little round things that has no taste to it (laughs) Uh and you get a little glass of juice or wine i guess just a little one because you know we got to drive home right and so you get this little round thing though and, and we call it the bread and i don't know maybe it's because of the culture that i've been brought up in but this little round thing that they're handing to me for communion, that's not what I would call bread. I mean, I know where they're coming from with those, but give me some bread. If we're going to call it bread, I want some <laughs> bread because I, I love bread. I could eat bread all the time. I know eating too much of it isn't necessarily a good thing. There's lots of different kinds of breads out there, but, uh, you know, so we break the bread, we drink the wine, of course, uh, symbolic of, of the body and, and blood of, of our Savior Jesus Christ. But I just think sometimes. And I know it's 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 probably very different in a lot of a lot of churches, but I think sometimes we've even religiousized communion, and I think sometimes we we miss the point of it.
1: I think we do too. And um, I I get to thinking about that whole bread thing. And I think what about those who are on the Atkins diet, <laughs> low, low carb diets? I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Maybe they got a low carb uh, wafer or something that they yeah, could have. We're supposed
0: to be all things to all people. <laughs> How does that work?
1: And a low carb wine or a low carb grape juice. Well, yeah, it's true. It, I think it's true. It's so much of this stuff has been made into a ritual or a, a, a religion in and of itself, so to speak, that it was never meant to be. For me, you know, and I know I've heard lots of different people describing what communion is supposed to be, and uh, it's one of those things where, to me, it's just it's a lot more simple than what people make it out to be. You know, wh- when I Look at what Jesus said and, and what Paul said on the whole thing about, um, about it. I just see that Jesus said, when you eat this bread and when you drink this wine, remember me. I don't believe Jesus ever meant for it to be a ritual. It, it, it was never meant to be, at least in my mind, something that we plan out as something that we're supposed to do as Christians. Just, it's just something that, hey, when we're together or when we're alone, uh, maybe when we're together with other people and, and we got some food there, and, and even if we don't have food, we can just remember what the bread and the wine represented. You know, the bread, of course, represented my, my the, the body of Christ. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And of the wine, he said, this is my wine, uh, this is my blood, which I shed for you. And really, it's that simple. Let's remember what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. And it's, it's not meant to be a, a legalistic thing. It's not meant to be something that, oh, man, I forgot to do communion, or I, I wasn't at communion last week at church or whatever. It's something that we could, re- you know, any time that we want to, we can simply reflect upon and, and remember what Christ has done for us and, and the current reality of his life that's, that's with us right now.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people can think of it, like you said, sort of a ritual, or it just becomes a ceremony, and communion's not meant to be just, it's not meant to be that. Communion is, it's about relationship and intimacy, and I think there are people who will go through the communion process in church, for example, with the idea of being cleansed, being clean, starting over. Uh, You don't have to do that. Again, going back to your identity in Christ, you are already clean, you are already forgiven. All of these things have been provided for us. As you said, Joel, this is a time to remember, a time to remember. And and I think food is is an interesting part of this equation. I mean, let's take a look at Jesus. I mean, this guy and his disciples, they, they were out eating all the time. I mean, they ate at home, too. But they would go out and eat and feed 5,000 or whatever, basketfuls left over. So they were always going out, too. But um, seriously, food and communion have a connection. I think sometimes God takes physical things to try to help us to understand spiritual things. And what better way to do it than with food? Um, Amen
1: to that, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean, you know, Christians, that's one thing we just love, don't we? You know? But, you know, even at the end, you know, like you said, myself. Joel, when, when he was with the disciples before Jesus went to the cross, you know, here, here, here's my body, here's my blood, uh, remember me. But we, we, we even goof that up in the church today. You know, you hear a song being sung sometimes, uh, Lord, remember your people, remember your promise. And we sing that over and over. Lord, remember your people, remember your promise, remember us, don't forget about us, God. Please don't forget about us. <laughs> God's not going to forget about you. Uh I know under the old covenant, the people under that covenant, they did not have the Holy Spirit residing in them, and they would uh, cry out to God in that way sometimes. We under this new covenant no longer need to do that. God's not going to forget about you. He lives in you. He is with you. Remember that. So it's all about not God remembering us. It's about us remembering the tremendous price that Jesus Christ paid for us at the cross and also remembering What he did at the cross was completed. Uh, It was a finished work. But Joel, when I I talked about going out to eat, I don't know how other people feel about this, but I'll bet I'm in the majority. And that is, I don't like to go out to eat and sit down in a restaurant by myself. Mm -hmm. It's different when I've got something to do, if I had work to do or something like that or if I'm driving, I go through the drive-through, but just going into a sit-down place with nothing to do. I don't like to just sit there and eat by myself, but when somebody joins me, it becomes a lot more enjoyable because we can have fellowship, um, uh, relationship with each other. And that's really what communion is. And so you can even do this in the privacy of your own heart and home with food, with you and others, or just with you and the Lord but it becomes enjoyable for whatever reason, uh, at least more enjoyable. I, even when I'm at home alone, Joel, and I'm going to eat something, i, I got to turn the TV on or something. I'm not just going to sit there in, in silence unless I was going to do something like we're, what we're talking about where I want to remember uh, in an intimate way um, the sacrifice of Christ through what we refer to as communion.
1: Yeah, and, and I love what you're saying there because this thing that we're calling communion can be and should be a joyful thing uh, a wonderful thing it's it's not something that has to be where we're just sad and we put on sackcloth and ashes and all that stuff uh, i'm just kind of talking figuratively here but uh, you know for so many people it seems to be a more of a solemn thing and and i'm thinking of that that passage you know, where paul had written uh that's often quoted and i don't have it open in front of me but there's one part of that cap that says it says something about um inspecting yourself what's that, what's what's that say uh can't remember exactly what it says but testing yourself to you know when you're there to, to see if you're of the faith and something that you were just saying a little bit ago i think really speaks to that it's not a matter of trying to figure out if you're doing all the right stuff or if there's some sin in your life uh that you need to that you need to repent of or, or get rid of to see if you're in the faith, as so many people have have taught over the years. I've heard that plenty of times, and I used to be, uh, am I worthy of, of really participating in this ritual that they're doing here called communion because I remember that sin that I did earlier today or, you know, something like that. It's nothing like that, but just remember what Christ has done for you and is that what your trust is in? Is that what you have faith in? And cap indeed let it be with plenty of food uh, because like i i can't emphasize enough when there's food i'm there <laughs> <laughs> where there's
0: food there's freedom
1: <laughs> <laughs> freedom and food hey i got a friend who's got a who's got a, a, a facebook page called created to eat and i just love that we were we were created to eat and it's a good thing <laughs> well, it seems like everywhere these
0: guys went, Jesus and the disciples, food was often involved. And, of course, it's a necessity. It's a need. But it, it, I think it was a kind of an instrumental thing to, to link people together. And I think the, the same thing could possibly be said. You know, And it's almost like Jesus was saying, look, get together and have a meal and remember me. Because that's what they were doing when mm-hmm. he said this. They, they, were, they were having a meal. The wine was probably f- flowing freely. Food was being passed all over the place probably getting stains on their clothes and uh, yes there was a time of uh, where jesus said you know probably did become a little bit solemn there because this was right before jesus went to the cross now because the price has been paid uh, i don't think we I mean, there, there's always a place for reverential respect mm-hmm. but i think there's also a, a place where we can be joyous be ourselves and, and and not have to be nervous about it and and still celebrate this life that we now have in christ and be able to uh, commune with him and with each other in a way that isn't necessarily all that religious
1: well yeah paul said it is for freedom that christ has set you free there's definitely room indeed for uh, that reverential maybe quiet you know remembering jesus in maybe more of a solemn and quiet way but i think most of our christian life is really meant to be a celebration of his life. And to me, that's what intimacy and communion is. It's a a celebration of the life of Christ, and it's a celebration of what he has done for us, and his celebration of him being with us right here and right now. And so I know that lots of people have different thoughts on all of these things. And and as we said, we're not going to really get into everything that the words communion and intimacy, you know, what they they all mean, but these are just some of our thoughts that we have on this topic.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a matter of, of, look, we didn't get into a deep teaching on this. We're just throwing out some ideas and trying to help you find, I I think, uh, some freedom and how you worship God when it comes to communion and hopefully even just in your day-to-day fellowship with Him. All right, so next week, let's talk a little bit more about our relationship with God because there are many believers today, and their relationship with God is based more out of fear than it is in love. And how can your relationship with Him really be what it's supposed to be when it's based more out of fear? We'll talk about that next time on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on GraceWalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.